Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everybody, and live from the New York Giants team building retreat, it's the Fourth and Inches show with Jana and the Sherpa. Jana, how are you doing this week? Um, hopefully, you're doing better than your Cowboys and my Giants did last weekend. Well, I mean, I I haven't broken any bones this week, nor have I been cut from a team, so I guess so far we're doing okay. <laughs> no, no season-ending back surgery. Not for me, but Tyler Eifert, on the other hand, that's a different story. Okay, well, we can get into that. Uh, why don't you tell people how they can find us in case they're listening for the first time after eight years of doing this? Yeah, if it's your first time, what have you been waiting for? <laughs> well, but, it uh, gets we out will... kind of slowly sometimes. You know, We're always welcoming maybe... new, new listeners. <laughs> Those carrier pigeons are just reaching different places. But we will be here, as we always are every Wednesday night, for a full hour, giving you all the news and notes, injuries, start and sits, waiver wire pickups, daily fantasy picks, and, of course, predictions for the games themselves. Uh, we've got an action-packed show, as, unfortunately, it was a real bad week to be a professional football player and not get injured. But <laughs> if you have anything you want to have heard, uh, questions you want answered or help you need with your lineups, you can find us throughout the show and all week long all over social media. Uh, our hub is FantasyFootballSherpa.com. We're on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page, on Twitter at the number 4THN Inches Show, JKIM16, and Fantasy underscore Sherpa. Like I said, We'll be here for 60 minutes, as we are every Wednesday night at 8.30, bringing everything you need to win your fantasy football week. Um, but till then, we got a couple of injuries, huh? <laughs> yeah, just a few. So, just a um, except no, no kickers of note got injured this week, so that was good. Which is but, nice. Uh, we, but we, we do, do have a, another fun-filled bye week upon us. We've got yep. Dallas, Seattle, Buffalo, and Cincinnati all not in your lineups this week, which means not only are these some of the healthier teams, but now they're not playing all together. <laughs> the waiver wire yeah. is going to be your friend this week, that's for sure. Yeah, and my condolences. If you were starting either the Buffalo or Cincinnati quarterbacks, you probably uh, weren't doing too well mm-hmm. beforehand, if, if that were the case. So you're probably thankful that they have bye weeks. But uh, anyway, why don't we get right into it? Uh, how about running back? Injuries. Who who's on your and buys who's on your list this week? So uh, we've got a couple. Bilal Powell left the game with a calf injury. Terrence Wested as well. Ty Montgomery still dealing with that ri- those broken ribs. Questionable how many or how broken they are, but he thinks he's going to play this how week. How many he has? We shall see. <laughs> yeah, nobody's really sure. Paul Perkins also dealing with a rib injury. Rolando Darkwalk with a calf injury. Anybody who's on the Giants roster, let's just consider them all day today. Uh, Matt Forte still dealing with turf toe. Rob Kelly with a sprained ankle. Wendell Smallwood tweaked his knee. DeAndre Washington's dealing with a sore hamstring. And CJ Procise still dealing with that ankle injury. And then, of course, the bye week hits. You've got Ezekiel Elliott, Thomas Rawls, Eddie Lacy, Joe Mixon, Giovanni Bernard, Jeremy Hill, and LaShawn McCoy all out of your lineup this week. So we've got a few holes to fill, I'd say, uh, yeah. is probably putting it lightly. If I could as add a couple your... to your list. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, um, Matt Forte is, is still uh, battling his toe injury. So, of course, most people have probably forgotten about him or moved on. But then... Uh, Marlon Mack, who was a really popular waiver wire pickup this week in a lot of circles, uh, apparently dealing with an elbow injury and listed as questionable for this weekend as well. The fun never stops, does it? <laughs> well, we have Doesn't we have a to. couple of healthier waiver wire picks for you. Um, top of my list, I'm guessing probably the top of yours as well, Jarek McKinnon, who uh, – is still in a quote-unquote you know, timeshare with Latavius Murray, but he's been getting more snaps. He's definitely more valuable for you in the PPR format. Uh, and obviously without Dalvin Cook, we weren't sure who was going to emerge. It seemed like Murray might be the guy, but Jarek McKinnon's certainly taking over. So he's a, if he's out there and he is in a lot of leagues, I'd go get him. Uh, Elijah McGuire with the Jets. As you mentioned, Forte still dealing with turf toe. He hasn't been playing, but Lil Powell left that game very early. Thanks a lot for that. Um, so it's a game where the Jets are going to have to do everything they can to overcome the Patriots. There's definitely fantasy points to be had there. 
Uh, Marlon Mack, as we talked about, also a good pick. We've talked about his name a few times. And uh, Alex Collins in Baltimore, he's going to be available in some leagues, not all of them, but an interesting pick. Uh, Buck Allen's still the number one there, but I think Collins has a lot of upside. So for me, I'm keeping an eye on him. Okay, um, two names to add to the list. Uh, Theo Riddick in Detroit. For whatever reason, Amir Abdullah has just decided to take the season off, or so it seems, for yeah. fantasy owners' perspectives. So yeah, he should somebody that I, I don't know that he'll get a ton of carries, but um, he should see some more um, action on passing downs. So he's somebody that was on my list. Uh, Wayne Gallman with the Giants. It looked like Orleans Darklow was the surprise starter there last weekend. He scored the early touchdown, but as you alluded to, had the calf injury. So all of a sudden Wayne Gallman is, is back. But um, again, against Denver's run defense, probably not the smartest start this weekend, but maybe not a bad uh, pickup and stash. Uh, Wendell Smallwood still out there in a lot of leagues, as you alluded to. He's dealing with a leg injury, so maybe not this week. But you know, if you have the room on your roster and, and you're uh, trying to find the source of running back uh, points, you know, scoop him up. Uh, Matt Breida with San Francisco. Don't know that this would be the best week to play him, but Carlos Hyde not acquitting himself too well. Jamal Williams in oh. Green Bay, Jamal Charles in Denver, Samaji Pirine in Washington, Jalen Richard in Oakland, and Charkandrick West uh, in Kansas City round out my list this week. All right, not a bad list. Uh, there, there's some, some running back value to be had. It's a little tougher when we get the wide receivers here down the line. But uh, yeah. as far as, as there's some nice, juicy running back matchups this week, for sure. Yeah, uh, I don't think it's going to be. Love, yeah, I mean, I don't I don't think it's too much of a surprise. We'll probably have similar names at the top of our list. Um, Le'Veon Bell, Leonard Fournette, Kareem Hunt, Todd Gurley, Melvin Gordon, Devontae Freeman, C.J. Anderson, and DeMarco Murray. I, I mean – Lamar Miller, Houston, really, really kind of shocking some people here. But Lamar Miller is still definitely in my top ten. And Jordan Howard is going to round it out. I think J.H.I., Buck Allen, and uh, Mark Ingram just edging out the top ten there for me. What about you? Uh, for me, I had Fournette, Kareem Hunt, and Todd Gurley were the three at the you know that I thought were in a tier by themselves this week. Uh, I'm not surprised. Jordan Howard. <laughs> Devonta Freeman, uh, Levian Bell, DeMarco Murray. I'll put LeGarrette Blunt in there, and we can talk more about that in a little bit. But And then rounding out my top ten would be C.J. Anderson and Lamar Miller. Um, the one name that you had on your list that I'm not quite as high on is Melvin Gordon. For me, he's another guy that, for whatever reason, I mean, he's doing better than Amir Abdullah, but not by much this year. You know, he's somebody that was – picked in the first round and almost in a lot of drafts. And for some reason, he just yeah. doesn't seem to be able to get going this year. So I don't know what's, what's going on there. But, uh, you know, it's not like the quarterback is hurt or the wide receivers are hurt and they're able to gang up on him. I don't know if he's just it's not healthy or if the team. line is just not that good or what. But, yeah, that's a hard one to figure out for me. Yeah, yeah that's fair. So. Um, How about some guys couple, that you don't like as much this week? Uh, J.H.I. I, I, is another one that I'm uh, not as high on as you are. But uh, how about your uh, don't likes for this week? Um, Isaiah Carell, definitely at the top of the list. Uh, not Even in a banged-up Houston defense he's facing, uh, I, I don't think he should really is he may still be in name the number one running back there, but he's not in value or in touches or anything that matters. Um, Frank Gore against the Titans. I don't love the matchup there. Uh, Latavius Murray, like we talked about before, I think it's a Jarek McKinnon show. Adrian Peterson, a lot of people very excited about the trade um, in case you've you know been under, maybe you've just been engrossed in the MLB playoffs for the beginning of hockey season, but Adrian Peterson was traded to the to the Cardinals, and uh, hopefully that that kind of fixes their run game issue and fixes the issue of watching Adrian Peterson sit on the New Orleans bench. But let's give him maybe more than a week. You know, two days he's been in town. Let's the matchup's not great. I'd say let's let's prove ourselves before I want to throw you in my lineup. 
And uh, Jonathan Stewart, I don't love this week against the Eagles, a Thursday night football game. You all know how I feel about those. I'm staying away from him. Okay. Um, I had Stewart on the lower end of my recommended list, so it looks like we disagree on that a little bit. But um, Ty Montgomery was a guy that, you know, again, I don't know how healthy he's going to be, but even if he plays this weekend, I'd stay away. Um, Jay Ajayi, yeah. Melvin Gordon were on my list, but not on yours. Aaron Jones, a really good week last week, but I don't like the matchup for Green Bay this week. Carlos Hyde, um, Bilal Powell, I agree with you 100% on Isaiah Crowell. Amir Abdullah, Mark Ingram, and Alvin Kamara, the, the left behinds in New Orleans. You know, oh, even though in behind. theory they should be better. Even though I, in theory I, they I should mean, be I, better. I'm a little higher on Alvin Kamara this week, I think, than you are. But that um, might probably. also be true of every week. <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, it's hard. Do you do you see Kamara eventually taking over that number one spot from the room? Because I, I do. don't. I, I think. See, I yeah, I think they're very high on him from from all the feedback I've gotten from people. Uh, it just seems like they're really trying to make this work for him, and I like what I see out of him so far. I just I don't know. I, I think we see him very differently. <laughs> okay. Well, let's uh, move on to wide receivers then. So who who do you want to mention among the walking wounded? And you, know, you can just start by rattling off the top four just Giants receivers. Just the entire Giants weekend. wide receiver core, everybody. Um, obviously, the big one, Odell Beckham Jr., is uh, currently in a hospital room with Drake having surgery on his ankle. Uh, Brandon Marshall's done for the year with an ankle injury. Sterling Shepard went down with an ankle injury. I mean, everybody got hurt. I I didn't realize ankle injuries were contagious. Oh, they are. They are. So are tears on the Giants' field, apparently. Uh, Julio Jones still dealing with that hip injury. Had a week off. We're hoping everything's going to be fine. Mohamed Sanu with that hamstring injury. Doesn't look like this is going to be a good week to play him because I don't think he's going to go. Willie Sneed also dealing with a, a hamstring injury. As I mentioned, all of the Giants. Stefan Diggs dealing with a groin injury. He says he should be fine to play. Jordy Nelson with a bad hamstring. Devontae Parker with that ankle injury. That's a little more questionable. Deshaun Jackson dealing with a forearm injury. Dwayne Harris, another Giant, dealing with a foot injury. Mike Williams with a back injury. Kenny Gulladay's got a bad hamstring. Jordan Matthews not playing indefinitely with that thumb ligament injury. Kenny Britt dealing with a knee injury and the fact that nobody wants to throw him the ball in Cleveland. Chris Connolly's got a bad Achilles. Josh Doxson's dealing with a shoulder injury. And Corey Davis still dealing with that hamstring injury. And then you have the bye week. So you're without Des Bryant, Cole Beasley, Terrence Williams, A.J. Green, Brandon LaFell, Doug Baldwin, Paul Richardson, Tyler Lockett, and Zay Jones. Whew. Yeah, I think Chris Connolly, if I read correctly, is actually out for the season with his Achilles is. injury, which makes Albert Wilson a pretty interesting waiver wire pickup for those of you in deeper leagues. Yeah. Anybody that you're uh, jumping to the top of your list? I mean, there's. let's be very clear here on the waiver wire. You cannot replace an Odell Beckham off the waiver wire unless you're in a league where I don't know what's happening, but uh, the next number one wide receiver is likely not available. We'll give you some things to fill in the blanks, but whew, let's start looking at trades. Well, <laughs> I think the Jets' number one receiver is on the waiver wire, but it just depends on whether you think that's Jermaine Curse or Robbie Anderson, but either way, um, they're both there. Jaron Brown, Arizona, like him a lot, but again, you just once you get past Larry Fitzgerald there, whether it's Jaron Brown, J.J. Nelson, John Brown, yeah, they're all good receivers, and they're all out there on the waiver wire, but trying to predict from week to week which one of those guys is going to get more targets and score more points for you, I think you're just throwing darts there. So if you want to take that chance, go ahead, but um, I, I can't really sign on to that. Um, Jermaine Curse, Robbie Anderson, who mentioned Juju Smith-Schuster mm-hmm. um, is the name yeah. that I've been tracking um, you know, Ben Roethlisberger, you know, not a good week last week, as, as we all know, but still Martavis Bryant, yes, he was sick, but Juju Smith-Schuster's been getting more and more targets the last few weeks. Maybe he eventually <laughs> um, supplants Bryant as the number two receiver there, which is a nice uh, position to be in. Dante Moncrief, yeah. Cooper Cup, um, Nelson Aguilar, I don't know, I'm 
he's hot and cold, and I'm not. I have a hard time endorsing him. But if you're in a really deep league and really desperate, go ahead. Ted Ginn Jr., Mike Wallace showing signs of life last week. Those are some of the guys at the top of Ricardo Lewis with Cleveland, and yeah. um, Robert Woods with the Rams and Adam Humphreys with Tampa Bay. A little further down my list, but both guys that are uh, widely available on waiver wires. How about you? Who did yeah, I miss, or I, who do you like? No, no, I, I'm with you on Nelson Aguilar. I'm I'm just not a big fan of his, like, watching a game fantasy purposes. He certainly fills a hole, and the matchup this week is not a bad one. Uh, it's not great, but it's not a bad one. And Ricardo Lewis, I'm actually, I'm I'm very excited about him. I think... I mean, over the last two weeks, and that's a very small sample size, he's leading the team in targets. He's sort of their de facto number one wide receiver on the Browns, and I I say that very begrudgingly because really there is no number one wide receiver on the Browns right now. But with hopefully a little stability and having Kevin Hogan start the game instead of just coming in in relief like we've been doing, um, yeah, I I think that's going to benefit him. And I'm interested to see how that plays out. He's a guy I certainly – if you're able to stash him, if you need a flex option, I don't think it's a bad one. Yeah, I, I like the idea of it. I'm just not sold on Hogan or Kaiser or. or See, I, mean, I really, Peck. I really like Kevin Hogan. I think yeah. he's the answer there. I don't I'm, think it's I'm the biased. Kaiser. I'm a USC fan, so I still wish they would give Cody <laughs> Kessler another shot if they're not going to let Kaiser do it. But um, anyway, we'll see. Maybe. Maybe Hogan will, will become their leading rusher over time. But, uh, I mean, I think he did have a 100-yard rushing game last season at one point, so maybe he can repeat that it's and make a call for Anything can about, happen. Uh, Isaiah Crowell. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So He's how about uh, top back. picks? He's time on cover now. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So, you know, you can have the Wildcat on every play. But uh, So who are your favorite <laughs> um, wide receiver options for this week? Uh, well, I, I, I'm going to put another Steeler at the top of my list. I think that the Steelers, spoiler alert, are going to bounce back this week. I've got Antonio Brown top of my list. Uh, Michael Thomas, DeAndre Hopkins, Julio Jones, uh, Keenan Allen, and Jordy Nelson, as long as Jordy Nelson plays, which it looks like he's going to. Larry Fitzgerald, T.Y. Hilton, um, let's see, Stefan Diggs, still questionable, I from everything I've seen, he's going to go this week, so I'm I'm operating under that. And uh, Tyree Kill and then Chris Hogan rounding it out. I, I mean, I think we got some higher scoring games this week. Okay. So my top ten consisted of um, Michael Thomas and Julio Jones were my one and two. I actually had Devontae Adams as my three instead of Jordy Nelson just because I think Adams is, you know, Maybe hard to healthier. Say, but it, healthier for a guy that got cracked in the head, you know. Yeah, for a man we ago, actually but, uh, saw die. <laughs> yeah, he was he was given he looked like he was gonna die on the field there and then he comes back ten days later I, and catches the I honestly was passes. sitting there was thinking, did amazing. I just watch someone die while I was watching the game? Like did I just see a man lose his life? Yeah, that was pretty scary, but um so here he is two weeks later back in my top ten. Uh Brandon yeah, Cook no big with deal. New England Kelvin Benjamin with Carolina, DeAndre Hopkins, who I think you mentioned, um, Antonio mm-hmm. Brown a little bit further down my list because it sounds like I'm not quite as optimistic about the Steelers this week as you are. I agree on Keenan Allen. And then rounding off my top ten this week would be Sammy Watkins with the Rams and T.Y. Hilton with the Indianapolis. Okay, fair enough. Um, okay. How about guys you don't like? I don't love Demarius Thomas this week. Um, As we talked about, I am high on the Steelers. Martavis Bryant, less so, as as we were talking about during the waivers. He's not getting looks. He's a lot grumpy about it. Uh, Sammy Watkins, I'm not I'm not a big fan of that one. Um, As we talked about before, Nelson Aguilar, I'm a little on the fence on. Amari Cooper, I think, with Derek Carr coming back, Michael Crabtree. Probably still a little bit more the one I want to start out of the two of them. And uh, Danny Amendola, I just don't think this is going to be the week with Tom Brady being banged up, even going against the Jets. I think I'm sitting him this week. All right. I'm going to go on a little bit of a limb here, but I don't like the Vikings this week, and therefore (laughs) 
you know, I don't like Stefan Diggs. He would be at the top of my uh, guys that you would normally start but might want to avoid this week. Um, I'm not as high on Derek Carr coming back and being healthy. I think if they do anything against the Chargers this week, it's more likely to be on the ground. I think Marshawn Lynch might actually have a good game for a change. But uh, as such, I'm putting Michael Crabtree and Mari Cooper on my uh, don't start unless I have to list. Agree with you about Demarius Thomas. Sterling Shepard, if he does play, hard to imagine that he'd be healthy. And if he is, he'll probably be quadruple teamed. Given that there's I mean, nobody it's else just there. not even fair. <laughs> I agree with you on the Denver front and their four Emmanuel Sanders would also make my um, stay away list. Marquise Lee with Jacksonville, Jarvis Landry with Miami, Alan Hearns with Jacksonville, and Devontae Parker with uh, Miami round out my top ten. So as you can probably imagine, I'm not a big fan of either the Jacksonville or the Miami uh, passing games this week. Times are tough. Times are tough. Well, let's right. let's continue to the other side of that passing game. Looks like a quarterback. Yeah, <laughs> quarterback. Uh, who do you want to highlight for injuries this week? Alluded to well, as ladies, you alluded right? to, Derek Carr gonna try to play this week. Says he should be good. Marcus Mariota also is planning on playing this week with that bad hamstring. Matt Stafford's dealing with a leg injury. He he'll be fine. He'll be under center. Still no Andrew Luck this week. Doesn't look like we're going to get any Sam Bradford. He's dealing with this still mysterious knee injury. Um, And uh, Tom Brady has a sprained AC joint in his non-throwing shoulder, which isn't going to actually affect him throwing. It just means they may not throw as much. Also, you've got Dak Prescott, Russell Wilson, Andy Dalton, and Tyrod Taylor on a bye this week. So we've got got a little work to do on the waiver wire. And Deshaun Kaiser was benched, as we mentioned before. But yeah. hopefully nobody's Kevin Hogan going to be Andy your Dalton. starter. Although in Cleveland, that's always a, you know, there's somebody literally on the side of the field with a, a rope or a cane or whatever, to, a hook to grab you and take you off the field. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm just envisioning that as soon as the game starts, there's a backup quarterback warming up for Cleveland. It's like relief yeah, pitchers I mean, in I baseball. Think... If the guy has a bad series, get him out of there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or so it seems. Yeah, I mean, that's so, certainly um, what Kevin Hogan was doing. Yeah. So for waiver wire fodder this week, uh, Jacoby Brissett would actually be at the top of my list, um, followed yes. by Jared Goff. Much further down the list, uh, some other options might include Joe Flacco, Jay Cutler, as much as it pains me to say that, Trevor Simeon, oh. Brian Hoyer, Case Keenum. Yeah, we're really getting down to the dregs here. Kevin Hogan, yeah. and if you're really, really desperate, Blake Bortles and Mitchell Trubisky. I also would have Josh McCown on my list. Sure, okay, it's, yeah. you know, not not the, the sexiest pick. His options are a little, little limited, but playing against New England, they're going to be behind all day. We know that. He's going to have to throw. I think if there's ever a week that he's able to be plugged in your lineup, this probably is the one I'm going to go with. I had to plug him in last week in one league because I had um, uh, Kirk Cousins as my other quarterback, and he was on by, so I had to start uh, oh, I'm gonna, Josh I'm McCown, thinking about which, I'm thinking about picking him up off the waiver wire so I don't have to start Eli Manning in a league this week. <laughs> uh, that might actually be a good move. I, that's honestly I'm, I'm what I think I'm going to be Denver's doing later defense. today. Yeah, I, I'm oh. actually much more you know, leery of the matchup against Denver's uh Pass defense and than I would be against New England, no and the fact that no he has at least game. a few healthy receivers. So, yeah, that gives him a, a ton of bonus points in my book. So, that's what's going down in one of my leagues. Probably jerks playing okay. me. Just don't pick him up on my on the waiver wire while we're we're finishing up here. <laughs> as okay. far as other quarterbacks that I think I want to start this week, uh, in addition to my sad sad bye week fantasy teams. Um, Aaron Rodgers, definitely up there on my list. Tom Brady, despite the shoulder injury, still going against the Jets' defense, still going to be a good day for him. Drew Brees, I think both he and Matt Stafford are going to have big games. To me, that Detroit-New Orleans game is probably going to be the highest-scoring game of the day. Matt Ryan, Deshaun Watson, who a very nice little surprise there. Jameis Winston, uh, Alex Smith, Kirk Cousins. 
Cam Newton, Phillip Rivers, probably all decent plays for me this week. Carson Wentz is just outside my top ten as well. Okay. So, for me, we agree on, I think, nine of our top Hey, that's pretty good for us. One, it is pretty good. The only one that I, I disagree with would be um, um, Matthew Stafford. I think I put Ben Roethlisberger in my top ten, even though I – don't think they're going to win. I think that's going to be a high-scoring game for reasons we can get into. But uh, my order would be uh, Breeze, Rogers, Ryan, and Brady is is a pretty clear top four. Next tier: Newton, Roethlisberger, Wentz, Watson, and Cousins, and then Alex Smith a little bit lower than those guys, rounding out my top ten. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um... Guys, I want to stay away from this week. As much as I love Derek Carr, and I think he could be all right, I think there's very much a chance, especially with somebody who's dealt with back problems for a long time, that this may not go quite the way he thinks it's going to. I don't want to put him in my fantasy lineup and risk him leaving in the game or being ineffective. Also, as we talked about before, I am not playing Eli Manning this week. (laughs) I'd much rather play a lot of other people. For me, Jay Cutler, while he might be good off the waiver wire and in a pinch, there's certainly some injuries you may need to fill in. If you're going to pick him up off the waiver wire, it's probably not a bad week, but I don't want to start him if I don't have to. And uh, Brian Hoyer, you know, last week against Indy, it looked all right. I don't love the matchup this week for him against the Redskins. Uh, Jared Goff, I like, but I'm a little on the fence about that Jaguars defense. I have a little more respect for, I think, than you do. Which is okay. <laughs> okay. Um, some other names that I'll add to the list. Uh, Case Keenum, assuming that he starts. Not a fan this week. Talked about no. Mitchell Trubisky before. Uh, don't Mitchell like Joe Flacco's matchup. He's running wild. <laughs> no, Everybody not in Chicago's for me, thanks. all about it. <laughs> yeah, I, I'll pass, thanks. Um, even if he won't. Uh, Joe Flacco, no thanks. Uh, Kevin Hogan and Trevor Simeon stay away. Denver, I, I don't. If they don't want to, they probably don't have to throw a single pass that whole game. They're just gonna. They could rush You're the ball so right. you know, 55, 60 times, and you know, just they'd probably be fine. They could even line up in the wishbone and probably be just fine in that game. How good would that be? <laughs> well, maybe if you're like an old. Uh, yeah, if you're an old uh, fan of the the Southwestern Conference, maybe, but, uh, yeah, I I don't think that would be so much fun to watch. Hmm. We've seen stranger things. (laughs) Yeah, not many, but that would qualify for sure. Not a ton, but we've seen them. (laughs) Yeah. How about uh, tight ends? It seems to be one of the few positions where, you know, the walking wounded are not outnumbered and healthy, healthy, but... Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, there were uh, less Robert injuries Kelsey, last week. Yeah, that was. It was. It looks like he should play this week. Um, obviously, the benefit of not having a short week. Travis Kelsey still dealing with that concussion. Charles Clay dealing with the knee injury. Hopefully, he's back soon. Yeah, My fantasy team anyway, needs him. Yeah. Um, Tyler Eifert, as we alluded to earlier, having season-ending back surgery that just came across. Uh, before we went live here, so he's done for the year. Start planning accordingly. And uh, Jack Doyle still dealing with the concussions, so keep an eye on that. And then you've got a couple of big names on by this week. As I mentioned before, Charles Clay with the knee injury, he's on by, so you've got a week to figure it out. Tyler Croft, Jason Winton, and Jimmy Graham, all not in your lineup this week. Okay, you covered everybody that was on my list, so why don't we just go right into uh, recommendations this week. Um, why don't you start this one off? Who's on your uh, top ten play this week? Stop me if you've heard this one before. Austin Safarian Jenkins. If you haven't gone and picked him up yet, I don't know what you're waiting for. Like, <laughs> Just do it. This is the week. Let's put him in your lineup. Uh, Ryan your number Griffin. One? In, he's, he's my number one off the waiver wire this week. Oh, off the waiver wire. I'm looking line. at okay. it. I thought you were yeah, your yeah. overall not, number no, no, one. No, 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 not my number one off. Okay. All, all, overall. No, I, okay. I'm not that crazy. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Sorry to give you a heart attack over there, Sherpa. Sure. <laughs> That's uh, okay. I have a defibrillator, right? The cats are sitting on it right now, but I'll pull it out from under them if I need it. <laughs> it's good to know you're prepared. 
uh, Ryan Griffin in Houston. Um, he, he's been missing out on the action the last couple of weeks. I think that this week the matchup favors him a little bit more. Um, realistically, I mean, if you're going to use him, this is a real good week. It's a juicy matchup. George Kittle in San Francisco. Little rookie getting the looks when the game matters. He's got 12 targets and uh, nine catches over the last two weeks. Zach Miller in Chicago. Again, we've got Trubisky in. Rookie quarterbacks need to get rid of the ball fast. Zach Miller tight ends right there. And Ed Dixon in Carolina are probably uh, the guys I'm looking most for at the waiver wire this week. What about you? Um, Some guys, I guess people got some people in the league that I play in cut some of their uh, decent tight ends just because of the bye week to pick somebody else up. But, you know, Jared Cook out there in a lot of leagues, Kobe Fleener, Austin Hooper. um, I agree with you on Jenkins, Dixon, Miller, and Kittle. They were all on my list as well. Uh, Antonio Gates, uh, Julius Thomas, Ben Watson, O.J. Howard, David Njoku, uh, Vernon Davis, and Dwayne Allen also out there in a lot of leagues. So uh, if you happen to be up against a bye week this week, there should definitely be some decent options on the waiver wire for you if you're playing in a 10- or 12-team league. 14- or 16-teams, probably not as many good options, but even so, you probably still find somebody decent to, to fill in for yeah. this week. Yeah, yeah, there's stuff out there. Uh, guys I like this week, Gronkowski, as long as he plays, what a matchup going against the Jets. <laughs> the quarterback is a little banged up. Couldn't ask for more out of Gronk this week. Uh, Travis Kelsey, again, as long as he's a go, and it looks like he should be. I like him a lot. I like him against the Steelers at home. Delaney Walker, Zach Ertz, Jordan Reed rounding out my top five. Evan Ingram, mostly by proxy the fact that everyone else on that team has ceased to exist. It's Someone has to catch a pass. Uh, Austin Safarian Jenkins, Cameron Brait, Jared Cook, and, and uh, Kyle Rudolph. Rounding out the top ten there. What about you, Sherpa? Okay. I've got um, Gronkowski and Reed. If he's healthy and if he's ever going to be healthy, this is probably the week. Would be my top so two. Austin Hooper, three. Kobe Fleener, four. Zach Ertz, five. Travis Kelsey, assuming he's uh, healthy enough to play, six. I've Ed Dixon, seven. Martellus Bennett is eight. We talked last week about Aaron Rodgers wanting to get him the ball more, and he got, I think, four catches last week, but didn't score any touchdowns. Uh, Hunter Henry and uh, Evan Engram would round out my top ten, so we had a fair amount of overlap there, but some interesting names that uh, were different. Not bad. Okay, how about uh, tight ends you don't like this week? Yeah, a couple of guys I I definitely want to stay away from. Uh, Julius Thomas against the Falcons, it just – Things are not going great for them in Miami for a whole lot of reasons. I thought that he and Jay Cutler would work better together. Just not happening. Um, Jack Doyle, Monday Night Football with a concussion. You got better options. Um, Ed Dixon, I like him off the waiver wire, but if I don't have to use him, I don't love this matchup. I don't love it on Thursday Night Football. Uh, Eric Ebron, you and I were talking before the show about him. He's just plain and simple lost his job. Like, it's just it's just not happening for him there. And Martellus Bennett against the Vikings. Aaron Rodgers has a ton of options. Uh, Martellus Bennett still doesn't have a touchdown as a Packer. And it just, I mean, just kind of makes me sad. I feel like you should be doing more, but just keep him out of your lineup for now. Okay, uh, Eric Ebron was also at the top of my list. Um, I don't like Kyle Rudolph's matchup this week. Um, Jared Cook, Zach Miller, agree with you on Julius Thomas, uh, Ben Watson, Ryan Griffin, um, Daniel Fells, and Mercedes Lewis, although you're probably not starting either of those two, but those are some other matchups that I really, really don't like this week. And Jack Doyle, I agree. It's just too risky to wait for a guy that's questionable Mm -hmm. on Monday night because, you know, if if Jack Doyle doesn't play, you know, what are you going to do? You know, Delaney Walker's not going to be out there, and then you're left up, you know, picking up the likes of you know, Brandon Williams or or somebody to start, and you don't want to be doing that if you can help it. Not with your fantasy week on the line. No, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I'll pass. Thanks. 
So how about uh, defenses um, who are, you know, Normally we don't, we don't talk about defense really... injuries, but good grief. The Texans are struggling. Things are not good. Uh, put a couple of guys, including J.J. Uh, Watt, on IR this week. And, you know, Houston had a lot of good things going for him. All of a sudden the defense has become kind of a question mark. So, yeah, at the beginning of the season, great. it was funny. It was the defense that was carrying them, and now it looks like yeah, between Deshaun yeah, Watson's emergence and the injuries that you, you know, just mentioned on defense, it's probably going to be the offense that's going to determine whether or not they're able to be a playoff team this year. Yeah, and, I mean, even even last year or at the start of this year, if someone had said to me, yeah, it's going to be the Houston offense that really makes them go, we would have laughed them out of the building. <laughs> <laughs> just would Probably. not have been something that was considered. So here we are, the whole new world. Um, but as far as options that are probably available on your waiver wire for streaming, um, the Redskins against San Francisco, they're still kind of figuring things out in San Francisco. Uh, the Buccaneers against the Cardinals, the Falcons against Miami. I would really think that the Patriots and the Rams and the Jaguars are not available for you out there, but if they are for some reason, definitely pick them up. Okay. For me, um, I agree with you wholeheartedly on Washington and Tampa Bay, uh, the Rams, um, the Titans, Chargers, the Colts, and the Bears were some other teams on my list because I thought they were likely to have a good week, so... Uh, mm-hmm. With that as a lead-in, why don't we talk about our favorite and least favorite defenses for this week? Who's in your top ten favorites? I think the Broncos are really a no-brainer, probably the top of your list as well. Sorry, as a Giants fan. Um, but the, the Broncos only and the Jaguars. only number three on my list, but I oh, agree. Really? So you should be up there, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the Broncos and Jaguars were kind of my runaway one and two. Um, the Ravens, the Falcons, the Chiefs. The Texans even banged up, still making the the top ten just because it is still Cleveland. And, well, Cleveland still turns into Cleveland, you know, when the clock hits midnight. <laughs> the Redskins, the Buccaneers. Okay, the Indians uh, will. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, it's possible. Uh, the Panthers and the Rams, and then the Patriots just outside my top ten. Okay. Um, you hit both of my top two teams that I had ranked ahead of the Broncos for this week, and that would be Atlanta, you know, playing host to Miami and, you know, Baltimore Mm -hmm. um, playing host to the Bears. Those would be my top two picks, uh, followed by Denver. Uh, Chicago would be three. I mean, four, I'm obviously expecting a low-scoring game there between Baltimore and Chicago. Washington, I agree, is a good pickup this week, five. Chargers, six. Agree with the Texans. I have them seventh. Saints eighth, Packers ninth, and uh, Tennessee rounding out my top ten defenses for this week. Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, as far as ones to stay away from, the Giants. I mean, we've talked about this. Uh, the Steelers, despite the fact that I Agreed. think the Steelers will play overall okay, I just that defense against the against the Chiefs. There are far better options out there. Um, the Packers against the Vikings, I don't love, but you know, I I think you may disagree with me on that one. I think we see that game a little bit differently. Um, and on the flip side of that, the Vikings against the Packers, I don't love either defense in that game. And the Jets against the Patriots, probably not the week for them. No, I agree wholeheartedly with that. Uh, I actually disagree with you on a couple of teams that you mentioned before that you liked that. Uh, were on my uh, don't-like list this week. Uh, Jacksonville, um, you know, home against the Rams. I actually think that's going to be a shootout, as we can talk about shortly. Ooh, and then okay. Kansas City, I think that's also going to be a shootout game with um, yes. Pittsburgh, so not uh, that I high on that. their defense this week. Um, some others that I would stay away from from um, that weren't on your list would be Detroit, the Rams, Miami, and San Francisco. Those would be some defenses I'd be actively looking to avoid this week. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> okay. Should we get into individual game predictions? Yeah. Yeah, let's let's do it. We've got some, Can you know, I gloat a little bit? I was pleasantly surprised. 
Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Go I, right ahead. I disagreed on, and I'm only doing this because inevitably when we disagree, you're usually the one that's right. But last week we <laughs> disagreed on five games, and I was the one last week saying you should pick pretty much road teams in every game except for the Pennsylvania teams. And, of course, one of the Pennsylvania teams, i.e. Pittsburgh, lost at home last week. But in general, it was a pretty good week for the road teams last week and so of the games that we disagreed with I think I wound up getting four of the five right so that's the first and only time I'll pat myself on the back for disagreeing with you it's okay I I can lose graciously sometimes I am still a cat I have proud tail right now (laughs) you have to take your wins uh, when you can get them right now your entire wide receiver core went down last week that's true so I'm gloating about uh imaginary footballs instead of... But I was, I was, I will say about last week, I was pleasantly surprised. It was a very competitive week. I mean, we had, especially in the 1 o'clock games, we went to halftime at a lot of those games. Pretty much everything was a one-score game with the exception of, you know, one or two. But, I mean, overall, they were all very compelling, I thought. Yeah, and the Green Bay-Dallas game must have uh, been agony for you because I know outside of Dallas, Green Bay is one of the teams that you like and... Actually, the the thing that made it even worse was I was playing in one of my money leagues, one of my best friends, and I was I was down just a few points, but he had Des Bryant and uh, Dak Prescott going into the afternoon and just obliterated me because of it. And I was just sitting there watching the game. Anytime the Cowboys score, it's hurting me, and then we don't even win the game. It was the worst. <laughs> yeah. Well, you got to root for your real life team. I think I had a your fantasy team, or at least that's my always. But I mean, things. if I'm gonna lose, but, uh, I'd like to at least get something out of it. Yeah, that's true. So, mm-hmm. so first up for this week, we've got the Thursday night game, Philadelphia at Carolina. I think Philadelphia, uh, these two are arguably among the the better teams in the NFC right now. I think Philadelphia is going to continue its winning ways and go to five and one. I'll say Philadelphia twenty seven, Carolina twenty four. Okay, we're disagreeing off the bat. I like it. Things feel like they it's should be. It's a more I'm interesting taking... show. <laughs> I'm taking Carolina 24-20. Um, I just think the Eagles have some secondary issues. Carson Wentz turns the ball over a little too much for my liking, and Carolina's been playing more normal-looking in the last two weeks, despite the fact Cam Newton seems to not know how to handle himself in a press conference. Things are working otherwise for them, and I think they'll be okay this week. I, I just don't see them being able to run the ball at all, but I guess we should move on. Otherwise, we'll never well, that's, get through to no, the No, I mean, that's DFS, true. I mean, I, so. I said don't start Jonathan Stewart, but I'm looking at you, right. Devin Funches. This is on your shoulders this week. Okay, hopefully he's up to the challenge. He was just outside my top ten receivers this week. So, it's going to be okay. Uh, I got faith in right. <laughs> Okay, next game we've got uh, first of the Sunday games. We've got um, Baltimore hosting Chicago. Neither of these teams is is going to be playing deep into January, but I like Baltimore better in this one. I'll say Baltimore 25 field goal at home, Baltimore 20, Chicago 17. Mitchapalooza, it's been a great party, you know, but a veteran defense in the Ravens I think is going to slow him down a little bit here. Uh, They showed some life last week against Oakland. Granted, it was an E.J. Manuel Oakland, but I think the Ravens are still going to win this. I've got them winning 23-14. Okay. So Houston hosting Cleveland. On the sound of it, you would think this is a mismatch, but I think the fact is... This could be a really good game. Yeah, I I think this could be a good game just because... (laughs) We'll see what Cleveland can do you know, if they look better again with Kevin Hogan leading the team and Houston's defense has been decimated. So I think Cleveland's able to keep this close, but in the end, I think Houston has just a little bit too much firepower for them with Deshaun Watson. So I'm going to pick Houston by touchdown 24-17. I'm taking Houston 30-24. I think that Kevin Hogan is going to surprise some people here. I'm I'm legitimately very excited for this game. I think it's going to be a good one to watch from start to finish. And it feels weird to say about a Cleveland-Houston game, but it's must-see TV this week. Okay. Next up, we've got New Orleans hosting Detroit. I have a feeling we're going to disagree on this. Um, 
I see New Orleans winning this game pretty easily. I'll take them by 10 points at home. I'll say New Orleans 31, Detroit 21. Okay. All right. Um, I disagree somewhat here. <laughs> I think this is going to be a shootout. Um, I don't. I don't think this is necessarily set up for success for the Lions. Uh, they're coming off a bad bad home loss to the Panthers, but the Saints are coming off a bye week. Uh, I think that gives them the edge. Obviously, New Orleans at home. I love picking Drew Brees at home, so I'm taking New Orleans to win this, but I'm going to take them 31-27 over the Lions. Okay, so we're not too far off. I, I thought you were actually going to pick the Lions, but I guess even after... I mean, I, years, I'm not uh, going to say I didn't think about it, because I did, but... Every now okay. and then I try to let logic detail my decisions, but not always. Right. I have a feeling the Lions could be that team this year that, you know, you look back on them kind of like we did with Arizona five or six years ago when they mm-hmm. went 4-0 and then when it's like, you know, 1-11 the rest of the season and you wonder how could they have ever The Vikings have done that to us a couple of well years. They did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, I mean, this year at least, you know, they've got some quarterback issues, but, you know, in past years, I'm not sure what their excuse was, but just so, that they were the Vikings. <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of them, the Vikings, they are hosting Green Bay this week, and yeah, it pains me to say this, but I got to pick against the Vikings. I just think Aaron Rodgers and the Packers are starting to get on a roll now, even if their run game isn't working terribly well. The pass game is, so I'm going to take them by four points. I'll take Green Bay 28 over Minnesota 24. Okay, I had 27-23, Green Bay winning, so we're basically right at the same place here. I just, granted, Case Keenum, I think, makes this team look better, and I think they're figuring out who their run game is with Jarek McKinnon. Um, Even Stefan Diggs being a little banged up, I still think they'll be competitive, but Aaron Rodgers just operates on a different level. I mean, I was yelling at my TV last week, we scored too soon, because the last thing I wanted the ball in Aaron Rodgers' hand was the game on the line. Get you every time. Every time. Just relax, as Aaron Rodgers would say. <laughs> but he was saying that about his own team this year. He doesn't even have to. All right, speaking no. of another team that's in pretty dire straits right now, Miami, they're traveling to Atlanta. This is, I think, going to be one of the biggest matches of the year, not just this week. I very rarely really? pick a shutout, and I very rarely pick a team to win by you know more than 20 one points, but uh, I'm not going to pick a set out here. I think Miami gets on the scoreboard, but I think Atlanta just decimates them. I'm going to go with a final score here of Atlanta 35, Miami 6. Okay, I had 30-17, so I, I've at least got this being more competitive. Wow, that's that's a big score. I mean, I could see how, I could see that happening, but I, I, just, you, I think that I think JHI can do something to get the ball moving. No, I just, Atlanta's run defense is actually pretty decent, I think, so far this year. I, I just, you know, I think their strengths line up too much with uh, Miami's weaknesses. I've just, to me, Miami doesn't have enough of a pass game with Cutler there to keep the opposing defenses honest. So I yeah, just see Atlanta true. just ganging up on the run and therefore JHI not being able to do anything and probably pitching a fit at halftime and getting tossed out or something, but we'll see. Maybe he'll fight an inanimate object. We always like when people do that. Yeah, I I like inanimate objects with sharp, pointy edges and corners more than (laughs) than round ones, but uh, we'll see. That makes for a more interesting fight, but uh, we'll see. So next up we've got New England traveling to their perennial doormat friends, the Jets. They're tied Both coming in, the in with standings, three and two records. I mean, we don't tied to say in the standings, that a lot. But I think if you look at the quality of the opposition, there's a pretty big difference here as to who they've uh, beaten and who they've lost to. I'm going to take New England to win this one fairly easily. Not their best defense ever, but I still think uh, New England wins this 35, Jets 24. I had 30-17. I could easily see it going a little higher than that. Um, but, I mean... Tom Brady's been off for 10 days. <laughs> That's already an unfair advantage, and then you're going against the Jets. Jets have been off for about five years now. <laughs> yeah, they're they're on a perpetual bye week. Every week's a bye week for them. <laughs> Ever since Rex Ryan, the uh, second season, they've been in a downward spiral. 
Yeah, those those were the Mark Sanchez hot dog days were tough. They were tough for everybody. Yeah. So, um, anything more we want to say on that game, or should we just move on? Yeah, not really. I mean, it's just it's kind of it's going to get sad at some point. I mean, the Jets will show up more than they have in years past, and that's a good thing. The only way I could see the Jets keeping this close is if somehow you know, Tom Brady doesn't see you know blindside blitz coming and they get him on his left shoulder and knock him out of the game. But even if that were to happen, you know he's still got a more than capable backup and Jimmy Garoppolo behind him. So I still think the, yeah. the Patriots would probably prevail. And I'm certainly not rooting for an injury to Brady, but that's you know, like one of the few scenarios I could see where. Jets managed to to keep this close, but we'll see. So next up, we've got yet another Pierre Garcon revenge bowl. Last week, San Francisco was at Indianapolis. This week, they're at Washington. But unfortunately for Pierre Garcon and his more unfortunately for his teammates and his fantasy owner, I think that uh, the other team will continue to uh, prevail here. So I think Washington gets the best of this matchup. I don't think it's close. I'll go with Washington to double up San Francisco. Final score, Washington 34, San Francisco 17. Yeah, I mean, this is tough. The 49ers are on the road for a third straight week, and the Redskins are coming off a bye. <laughs> They're going to the East Coast. Uh, San Francisco played a couple of overtime games. This just none of the chips are are really in their favor right now and they're already 0 and 5 i think they're going to be 0 and 6 uh it's a shame because they have some good things happening there and it just never all comes together at the same time so washington is going to win this pretty handily i've got them winning 31-17 okay so we're we're pretty close then uh or why, yeah, um, Carlos Hyde so, might lose his job. I mean, things are rough. Yeah, it's not good times there. Next up, we've got a game that I think is going to be high scoring, and I'm guessing you don't. But um, <laughs> I've got so um, I've got the Rams beating the Jaguars at uh, Jacksonville by a point. I'll go Jacksonville 31. Jack. Uh, Excuse me, Rams 31, Jacksonville 30, and then shoot out. Okay, yeah, we see this very differently. Um, I, I'm i taking Jacksonville to win this in an upset, taking them to win 20-17. to 17. Um, The Rams coming across the country, got beat up a little bit by Seattle. Jacksonville a little confident. They, as long as Blake Bortles doesn't have to carry this team, they should be fine. And I think they will be okay this week. That Rams defense is beatable. I mean, they're good, but they're not the Rams defense of the last couple of years. And I think Jacksonville, they'll, they'll pull one out here. Okay. Um, next up, we've got Arizona hosting Tampa Bay. Based on last week, you know, Tampa Bay losing by five. Uh, to New England on the Thursday night game, Arizona getting mm-hmm. obliterated by 27 to the Eagles. Bad. I might be tempted to Bad. pick today here, but I actually think that uh, this is a good matchup for Arizona. Not too gung-ho on Adrian Peterson, but I think they'll be able to throw the ball all day on Tampa Bay's defense, and I'm going to pick Arizona to win home by field goal. I'll score Arizona 31, Tampa Bay 28. I've got Arizona winning 27-24, so I think this will be close, just lower scoring. Um, I, I think that you're right. Adrian Peterson isn't necessarily like the it factor here, but I think he makes things a little more interesting. And Tampa Bay, you know, sure, they they hung with the Patriots on Thursday Night Football. They haven't had to play in 10 days, and that's nice, but – I just I think Arizona needs this game more, and they're going to come out hungrier. This is a little bit unrelated, but did you notice that all four of the teams that got buys last week are at home this week? Talk about uh, trying to give a team huh. every advantage. Jeez, so, there you go. Anyway, we'll see. So neither the Chargers nor the Raiders had a buy last week, but the Chargers won and the Raiders um, did not, and I'm going to pick the uh, same thing to happen this week. I think the Chargers will win and the Raiders will not. 
I'll say final score, uh, Chargers 24, Oakland 17, and that's assuming Derek Carr comes back. If he doesn't, I think it'll be a much more lopsided game than that. I have the Chargers winning 28-24. I don't like picking against Derek Carr. Backs are a finicky thing, and this Oakland defense has some real issues. Um, The Chargers offense, I think, will be enough. They can hang in here and, and scrap one out, but... Had this game been played two weeks from now, I'd probably be picking Oakland to win, but this week I'm taking the Chargers. Okay, we've got Pittsburgh visiting the Chiefs, and I think Pittsburgh will bounce back some on offense, but I think Kansas City's offense is just going to overwhelm their defense. I'll go with Kansas City to win this 38-27. Okay, I see this not as high scoring. I've got the Chiefs winning 24-21. Over the Steelers, I think that the Steelers come back. They look respectable this week. Um, Really, anything compared to last week is going to look better, so that's a positive. But Kansas City and Alex Smith are going to pull it out, and it may be this Chiefs defense that's the the deciding factor here. But I think that the Steelers hang in there enough. There's fantasy value there for sure. Okay, we've got the... Giants visiting the Broncos, the less said about this game, the better. I think this is a three-touchdown game. I think Denver wins this 31-10. to 10. I mean, I've got 27-10, so we're, we're pretty much in the same spot. Denver coming off a bye, primetime game, which, wow, they're regretting that now. But it's just, this isn't a fair fight. It's not. Probably the okay. less said, the better. <laughs> Yep, and then the Monday night game, we've got Indianapolis at Tennessee. You know, yes, I'm excited both about Both teams have injured starting quarterbacks. The difference is that Tennessee's is supposedly on the route, on track to play this week, and Indianapolis's is not. But I still think uh, that could be the difference if Marcus Mariota is able to play. I think Tennessee wins this. If Matt Castle uh, has to play, I think Indianapolis wins. But I'm going to assume that uh, – Mariota's healthy enough to play, keeps the Colts' defense uh, reasonably honest that they can't stack up against the run. And I'll pick Tennessee to win this by final score of 24-20. to 20. I've got them 27-24, the Titans winning. So as long as Mariota's under center, I think they'll be fine. But I think this is a very watchable Monday night game, which is nice. And then real quick before we get out of here, I'll give you a couple of daily fantasy picks for the week. Uh, at quarterback for your value picks, Josh McCown, Kevin Hogan, Deshaun Watson, we've talked extensively about why that's a good idea. At running back, Alvin Kamara, I'm high on Mike Gillisley, Jarek McKinnon, C.J. Anderson. Aaron Jones, even as Ty Montgomery comes back, I still think there's some flex value there, especially when the price is right. And Chris Thompson in Washington, the 49ers are giving up third most fantasy points to running backs this year. I like that. At wide receiver, uh, Will Fuller, Ricardo Lewis, we talked about before in Cleveland, Michael Thomas, Michael Crabtree, Randall Cobb, Tegan Jr., Martavis Bryant, Emmanuel Sanders, I think all interesting plays and could fit in your lineup at the right price. At tight end, Zach Miller, George Kittle, Delaney Walker, Ed Dixon, Evan Ingram, kind of the only healthy body somewhere. <laughs> probably worth taking a shot there. And a defense, we talked a little bit earlier about this, but San Francisco, the Jaguars, Tampa Bay, uh, and Denver, if you're looking for stacks, New Orleans, Detroit, both going to be reasonably priced enough that you can stack there. I think that's going to be a higher scoring game. And uh, Arizona, I think, could be interesting, but really you got to take, take a flyer there. You got to eat that Larry Fitzgerald salary, but you've got some good options there. Certainly some value plays this week, and we will be back for you next week with all the news and notes, fantasy nuggets, and all that good stuff for you at our normal time, Wednesday at 8:30 Eastern time for another hour. You can find us all week long at fantasyfootballsherpa.com, the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page on Facebook, and on Twitter at the number four T H N inches. THN Inches Show, JKIM16, and Fantasy underscore Sherpa. Thanks so much for listening, guys. Good luck in your fantasy week this week, unless, of course, you're playing us. How did we ever agree on 12 or 14 games this week? I don't know. It feels weird. We'll have to see how it works uh, out. Hopefully, hopefully make we sure got it doesn't happen right. again next week. <laughs> yeah. Right. We'll be back with more disagreements next week for sure. 
<laughs> so long. <laughs>